1: All right. First, before we get started, um, I just want to acknowledge uh, that today, for some, is not filled with flowers and breakfast and joy. Like, I get that. So just from the get-go, I just want to say, um, if you're watching online or you're here, I get that this day is not always about the flowers and the rainbows like I get that actually for myself (laughs) I may have said this week oh I don't know if I actually like Mother's Day like just I know that it can be a painful reminder of loss and sadness but today is a day that we honor women okay we are an honoring church and we honor women today we see you I see you see you watching now and I've been you. So I just want, yeah, like I'm not trying to bring it down. Like I do understand that today, like there is emotion involved. So and then on my notes, I just had an EXO. That's my little hug to all of you. That's what my boy said before. She gives good hugs. Like I don't think I could survive without hugs. So let's go straight into it. So I remember being at a bridal expo with Eden when she and Isaac were first engaged, and we were watching the bridal fashion parade. And we're like, "Oh, like let's let's sit here," and and we got a good seat, and you know, we it all seemed well and good. The gowns were stunning, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, some people could probably afford them. Let's just say they were stunning. The groom suits very like yeah very handsome and uh and and then came the um mother of the bride outfits and my notes have got sound effect dun 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 I was like oh I said I was like oh I'm a mother of the bride I said a little bit straighter I was like oh I wonder what they're going to come and show us and uh (laughs) I actually did this The mother of the bride model was modelling beautiful clothes in a style that my own mother had worn at my wedding like 25 years ago. In fact, 25 years ago in three weeks. (laughs) Yes. Yay, Amy. We made it. We made it. Do I get time off for good behaviour? (laughs) Oh, no. He's checking into the live feed. Okay. So, (laughs) so... Like, I just was like, and I turned to Eden. I was like, seriously? Like, and it was all the same style. And I I did feel a little bit like, hmm. Okay, so while it may have reflected other mothers of the bride, you know, like, you know, I'd like to think that I'm the cool mum, but I'm actually like my, (laughs) I'm feeling my age a bit these days, guys, you know. So, but I did not feel that that reflected me as a mother of the bride. You hear what I'm saying? And then there's Queen Hippolyta. Based on the Amazon Queen Hippolyta from the Greek from Greek mythology, the mother of Wonder Woman. Oh, I Oh, I've written the pronunciation of where they were from, but, you know, my brain's not working there right now. So the the, the Amazons, the the queen of the Amazons, the warrior, the, the, you know, the mother of Wonder Woman, and where they were all strong and they were all powerful and they were all, like, built and cut. And, you know, I remember watching the latest version of that going, yeah, 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 I don't resemble that but yeah you know and then when she came out in those shoes like those boots come on girls those boots yeah right I think I actually leaned over to my husband and said where can I get those shoes where can I get those you know because the heels made us just stand that little bit like more powerful you know you know I'm just a bit I can't wear heels at the moment because I have torn my ATF thingy in my foot and so <laughs> I can't wear heels so if you're wondering why, oh she's got a new style, no it's just cause like my ankle told me I had to do that so this is another um, reflection of women or mothers, you know while this warrior mother figure may reflect some characteristics of motherhood you know and what it's like when mama bear comes out when that mode kicks in like watch out do not touch my kids, (laughs) do not touch my kids, you know, but that's not a realistic reflection of who I am all the time, if I came around like, you know, I do have some of those parents in my class, you know, (sighs) you gave my child a B for effort, well, did they go running and skipping to every single subject? (laughs) I very rarely give out bees for effort, but you hear what I'm saying? My child got bumped yesterday. Oh, really? Was that because they were all rushing out the door at the same time? You know, like I get that warrior motherhood, like, you know, there are plenty of times in the Bible where that is reflected and I have spoken on that before, but I didn't feel like that was today, you know. Um, then there's, here we go, Marge Simpson. Marge Simpson. Peggy Bundy, Married With Children. Kitty Foreman from That 70s Show. Carol Brady from The Brady Bunch. Mummy Pig from Peppa Pig. I would have liked to have had some more current examples, but there's actually an obvious lack of parents in, like, recent shows. There's, like, the shows that most of us grew up with, very, very strong parental... um, Figures there, but as you know, like it shows that the kids are watching, very absent, very absent parents, and the kids all make the decisions and they, you know, like problem solve. But it's like, oh, where are the parents? Where are the parents? So, if we took our cues on how to be good mothers and women from what we see in the media and on TV. There would be so much confusion. We've got warriors, we've got you know, how to be graceful, we've got this. Oh, wait, there is so much confusion today because there's so many visual cues. You only have to like just flick on like your Facebook or Instagram feed or whatever, and like the ads that come flooding, the ads that come flooding, it's ridiculous. You know, screaming at us, how to th- telling us, you need to think this way. You know why? Because you're worth it. Yeah, we are worth it. But, you know, like, do I have to buy your product to be worth it? You know, it, so many visual cues. They're telling us what to think. They're telling us how to act. They're telling us what to identify as. And so much so that we've actually forgotten or we don't get a chance we become afraid just to be ourselves. Can I just put it out there and out there? It's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be yourself, who God made you to be. Not And not just, this hasn't just happened in today's context. I've got, and this is a bit of, um. Oh, it's a bit of tongue in cheek. It's called The Lost Art of Being a Lady. I thought that today that would be a bit appropriate. A Victorian self-help guide for modern women. So these are modern women in the 1800s. Let's see. So this is how to maintain a most comely peruke. That is your wig. It says, let me find, hmm. It is most unfortunate that mice are attracted to the animal grease so necessary in keeping your wig intact. If your proud coiffure should attract a family of the beastly vermin, then you must have your wig maker remove your structure for a meticulous airing. It is most comely and in keeping with a vision of ageless beauty that you wear your wig white. They had to wear their wig white to not age... To keep the whiteness pure and the stench of grease and mustiness at bay, it is a it is requisite that it be powdered and scented daily, daily. There are plentiful plentiful pomades to choose from, which will impart a fruity freshness to your arrangement and many scents which may discourage the more persistence of small beasts. Retire to your powder room and have your maid servant cover your dress. In a quantity of cloth and then let her dust your ensemble. It is wise that you instruct your maidservant correctly in this manner. It also talks about over here where um, I can't find it right now where it says and even though you are extremely uncomfortable, do not let people see that. That's why they never smiled because they're like oh, oh, oh. Talk about like, you know um, cultural impact and what culture is telling you how to be, think, act, identify. It's not just now. It's across all time, across all time. I don't. No, I probably would have been one of those ladies. Actually, like, I know I would have been one of those ladies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I could have coped with the mice living in my hair though. <laughs> yeah. Right, so so across time, and this isn't just about women, this is about everyone today. Visually, you go down the street and you see a sign, buy this product. You know, who still watches TV with ads? You know, <laughs> ads screaming at us, screaming at us. And do you know they also put the volume up so you can't not hear it? You know, we've become afraid to be ourselves, both women and men. And we've been afraid to become content with the way Father God made us, the way he formed us and knit us together in our mother's womb. I've talked about this before. Like it's just so like just I think this is my favorite verse of all time. Psalm 139 verse 13. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Another Um, translation says you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb this isn't just you know like throw up a bunch of muscle tissue sinew bone and that and oh look there's a person intentionality I can't knit but you know Like there is an intentionality. You have to do it a certain way. There is creativity. There is heart. There is time. There is intentionality. And that's what Father God did to us. He already knew what we were going to be like because he's already got all the designs for everything here and it's in his heart. And isn't it awesome that before our parents even met, before they even grew up, he already had a plan And a purpose for each and every one of us. Oh, and guess what? He also wrote a handbook. It's called the Bible to help us. So when we're feeling like those moments, we can go straight to Scripture, say, God, please help me. Please help me. I need to know why I'm even created. And he's like, oh, because I wanted you to be? Because I breathed you into being? So today's key text is actually from Proverbs 31, Cliched, I don't actually care if it's cliched because it's God's word and it never returns void. So there's something in this for all of us today. Proverbs 31 verse 25, she is clothed with strength and dignity and she can laugh at the days to come. She is clothed with strength, warrior, and dignity, poise, (laughs) And she can laugh at the days to come. So let's break down these key parts. I'll just leave that out of the lady for my husband. She is clothed, number one. Like it sounds very... And how many times have we actually skimmed over this? She is clothed with strength and dignity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She can laugh at the days to come. No, let's break it down. The first part, she is clothed. Ads and, you know, when you go into a shop, you know, (laughs) I know we... I have a husband who loves shopping, so I'm very blessed by that. But then when we go into a shop and he goes, okay, I'll go my way and you go your way, and then, you know, within five minutes he's like, okay, are you done? I'm like, no, I've only just stepped over here. He's like, that's because your space of clothes is this big and men's space is that big. (laughs) Somebody needs to do something about that. But it shows us, it tells us, you know, what women of the world should concern themselves with. You know, I do feel sorry for you guys because you do have a sense of style. That's not fair. 1 Peter 3.3 says, Your beauty should not come from outward adornments such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewellery or fine clothes. Rather, the godly woman will be clothed with her Christ-like character. Now, I love shopping. Okay? when I was too scared to go out because like, I didn't want to touch the clothes in a COVID environment, <laughs> um, online shopping people. You can, do you know you can still window shop online? You just put stuff into your cart so you feel like you've actually shopped and then you go away and then you forget about it and then it's like, oh, I didn't spend any money. But I've still got that you know sense of shopping. Um, and then I go, oh, oh, look at all these carts. Oh, now there's a sale, then I can buy. <laughs> I love the excitement of finding that bargain. I love um, I love discovering, just on Friday, I discovered a new dress that I bought and it had pockets. <laughs> I didn't know that until I put it on. Now some of you will definitely know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> I love the excitement of finding the bargain. But this is actually about what characteristics are you clothing yourself with? Can other people tell what you are dressed in before you even open your mouth? What are you clothing yourself in? Does it matter the venue or the location as to what you clothe yourself in before you go in? I really love there's a a video going around about a teacher who's walking down the hallway and, you know, he's got this... i am going to go and face those kids again. And he's walking by himself and he's caught on the CCTV and he, he's like oh, slumping, gets to his door and he goes, Right. Hi, class. And they go, Hey, Mr. Whatever. He clothed himself in what he wanted to bring into that classroom. You know, there's nothing worse like, oh, hey, hey, you're good. I'm not dissing our feelings at all. It's what you're clothing yourself in. The second part of that, she is clothed, one. Number two, with strength and dignity. The particular qualities of this verse describe the adornment of a godly woman as strength and dignity and these traits actually fit nicely together because you won't find somebody who is strong of character without dignity and you won't find dignity in somebody who is weak. They just don't have the energy to hold themselves up. And sadly, today's culture has redefined what a strong woman is. It seems to mean sassy, insolent, disrespectful and undignified. You only have to scroll through a little bit of Facebook to see what is happening around the world and what people think strong women are. The world sees anger and calls it strength. The world celebrates emotionalism as strong, even in men. But this is a deception. It's a deception. Yes, feel that anger. Anger. But how are you going? Anger. <laughs> I'm creating new words. But how are you going to, like, solve problems if you're just coming at people as this big ball of like undignified emotion? You cannot move forward with that. Now there are many times when I've picked up my phone, you know, like and gone, oh, okay. Ah, I'm, I'm gonna put something on Facebook. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. It might have been an injustice, it might have been a wrongdoing, it might have been in a moment when anxiety had reared, reared its head and I was feeling overwhelmed or distracted. Right, I'm in the app, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. But I actually Physically stop myself. I physically tell myself, yes, out loud, why do I actually need to share this with the world? Like, I actually have to, because in that moment, you're so overcome with the injustices of the world. It's so bad. I need to say something about this. I call it soap book because I'm getting on my soapbox like they used to do and try to convince everybody of the injustices that have happened to my world. Why do I need to share this with everybody? With people who I've not actually kept in contact except through this tool, you know? Would I actually go up to them if I saw them in the shops, even though they're my friends on Facebook? You know, if I need advice or a shoulder to cry on, I have placed people in my life who I feel safe with sharing my weaknesses because these people are people I... You know, have uh, am emotionally intimate with. I trust what they're going to do, and they might not say they're there, Tan. It's okay. They might say, "You need to go and pray in your prayer closet." They might say, "No, nah, not good enough. You're being a baby." But I love you, right? Do you see where I'm going? I have placed these people in my life so that I don't rely on how many friends I have on Facebook to come and say. You know, are you all right? Come and talk to me in person. Talk to somebody in person. We cannot read what the emotions behind words are when they're just typed out in Arial. Number 11. There's no emotion in that. And think about this. So I'm a real person, I've got real blood. I don't have different blood. You know, I have real pains, I have real emotions. I get tired, I don't sleep, all of that. But imagine for the church, for Live City Church, if I decided to put up my raw and real feelings all over social media. Imagine if I did that. I can tell you what would happen right now. None of y'all would be here. (laughs) Because, because... That would be so irresponsible of me, so irresponsible. We come here on a Sunday to gird each other, to to encourage each other, to train each other. But if I, like, I'm not saying, can you hear my heart? If I am putting it up there and then on Sunday I go, whoa, praise the Lord, I do have those moments. You need to have those moments. You need to grieve, you need to vent. But you need to do it with God and with those people closest to you who are safe. True strength of character comes from a strength of spirit that only comes by union with God through Christ. I love watching period dramas. I really do. I love Downton Abbey. I love Pride and Prejudice and all of those. And I really love how and I probably say this to people who are watching it with me every time I really love how dignified and polite these characters are even when they're having a disagreement I wish this was me all the time maybe I need to practice this a little bit more but imagine that imagine actually telling somebody to their face in gentle conversation I'm offended at you right we laugh at it but this was like how real people talked um, I don't like that brand of shoe that you're wearing today. And you would respond in kind, too bad. I'm wearing it. You know, like they all, like, as they're walking around, like, let's take a promenade around the room. I really dislike what you're wearing today. I don't really care. Shall we go back and sit down? Of course we shall. Would you like some tea? Yes, please. We laugh, but that took so much restraint, even for me right in that little moment. Like, but, you know, as it says, the world celebrates emotionalism and you need to shout it from the rooftops how you're feeling because, you know, we honour that. But imagine that. Imagine letting go of just trying to be right (laughs) and... I'm going to tell you I'm right by being louder than you and the louder you say it to me, I'm going to get louder on you next minute. People next door are going, are those people okay? Oh, not my house. (laughs) Sometimes my house. I'm emotional. I live with a non-emotional person who actually said to me one time, (laughs) it's taken a lifetime of learning to be able to speak like this, guys. Like... (laughs) My dear husband said, I don't watch your soap operas. I don't know how to respond to you. And then walked away like this. And I was like, well, imagine that. Imagine just having a conversation. You know, it says in the Bible, and I read this really great um, devotional on being as wise as serpents. And gentle as a dove. So God takes two animals whose com- characteristics are complete opposites. Be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. And we're being told here, like, you need to mirror both of those. Like, hmm? what? Serpents, crafty, shrewd, cunning, they operate by instincts. Um they need, ex- they want external protection. They are stubborn, gentle as a dove. A dove is peaceful, light, trusting, pure, clean, gentle. It's the ability, what Jesus is saying here is you need to have the ability to operate offensively with gentleness and a pure heart. One needs the other. They cannot be, you know, if you just go charging in like with all of this stuff ready for an argument, being shrewd and cunning and, yep, I've got the best argument. And then the other person doesn't receive that in love because you were too, like, then nothing's going to happen. But then if you're, like, just... Sometimes firm words need to be spoken. So if you're just like, oh, honey, they're not going to learn either. The two have to coexist and... I found this really interesting. The snake itself, although we go, oh, snake, devil, bad. um, The snake itself is not evil. God still created the snake. God still used the snake in the Old Testament as a sign of healing. It all belongs to God. The devil... Just happened to use that particular animal. Imagine if it was a dog or a hedgehog, right? Be wise as serpents and gentle as a dove. Number three, she is clothed in strength and dignity so she can laugh at the days to come. She can laugh because she has lived so wisely and is prepared for what may come in the future. She can laugh at the ageing that is inevitable because she does not rely on worldly beauty and youth. Now, I still buy the creams. I still buy the eye serums. I still have a look and go, (laughs) what's happening to my face? But I don't rely on that. I don't use that as my, like, tool to get forward in life. She looks ahead to learn more about Father God because she realises that she does not have all the answers and that is wisdom. Wisdom is realising that you don't have all the answers and you need to lean in to God just that little bit more every day. People who are not worried, laugh. When was the last time you had a really good laugh with someone? And a really good laugh. I mean the ones where you can't breathe, where you are like dying. You're just like, stop, stop, don't look at me. I'm about to lose it. You know, where um, you just can't even get up. You're just rolling on the floor raucous with laughter. When was the last time you did that? Kids do it all the time. I bet it wasn't a time when you were slumped over the bills and worried about when you get paid next. While we do need to be aware and responsible with what we have and with what's in our hand, do not let this steal your joy. Do not let this steal your joy ever. You know, take a moment and laugh the godly woman and man trusts God and leans not on their own understanding. Now, why did they pick the word lean? <laughs> um, what are you going to lean on? Are you going to lean on something that's not stable? No, lean on something that's stable. You know, um, let me share a story. I know that 3P has shared a few stories about our faith journey. Um We don't give all the gory details because, once again, we would like you to still come back to church because we're living in victory. (laughs) But we've had some pretty monumental bumps in the road. You don't just go, yep, God, tell me what to do and I'll do it, and then the enemy goes, oh, cool, they're advancing, they're taking ground, okay? So we have had some pretty monumental bumps in the journey. A few years ago, both our bigger girls were still in school. David had just started school. Things were lean, lean, lean we were talking we had meetings with the school finance department and my very prudent husband started looking at where we could shave off some of the outgoings he's like this is not matching up incoming is not as much as outgoing this is not good this doesn't balance and the biggest one was school fees now we already had a um a a miracle story how we even got to that school But he was like, no, that's it. We cannot, we can't do it. That's the biggest thing. Let's get rid of school fees. There was something inside me. Maybe it was that, you know, Queen Hippolyta, you know, thing inside me. I couldn't do it. I actually, (laughs) you know, like I'm a very good, gracious wife. And it's like, whatever you say, hon, like I trust you. But this time I could not do it. There was something inside me that said no. And so what did we do? We prayed. We trusted God. We lent not on our own understanding because when we did, it didn't make sense and we couldn't laugh. We actually pray a lot (laughs) saying, God, I know on the other side of this that you're laughing. We're not now. We're crying. Please show us just a little bit of what's to come so that we can start laughing. That'll get us through it. You know, Or I'll say, you know what, if my life was a Mr Bean movie, we would be laughing so much now. That gets me through some of these bumps in the road. Maybe you should just say that over your life. If this was a Mr Bean movie, um, everyone would be laughing. Just like, Just do that as a little test. And I said before, children laugh all the time. Jesus said in Matthew 18, I tell you this, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Or another version. Unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of God. Kids don't harp on, I know I said I'm sorry, but I'm bad, but I'm terrible. I know this happened yesterday. They actually forget from the time that you actually recognize what the poor choice was to the time of handing a consequence, they go, I don't know what I did wrong. They already forgot about it. We as adults take it on and we go God how can you love us we're such sinners It's like just like think like a child say sorry move on because I have children laugh all the time when was the last time you laughed can I encourage you to do that today like <laughs> I'm, nah, I'm about to yeah you gotta laugh you gotta laugh Okay. She's trying to make me laugh. This woman is also far from silent. I'm starting to close. She speaks with wisdom and the teaching of kindness. Her strength appears in the passage of um, Proverbs 31. She is of moral strength. You know, there are there are amazing stories of women lifting cars because their kid was underneath it or something. But moral strength. What is the thing? Is there something that you've been silent on for too long? Is there something that makes your stomach turn every time you think about it, every time you hear about it? Is God putting that in your heart? So the message for today has been mostly from a woman's perspective, to women. However, guys, we are just one part of the whole facet of God. We just represent this part. It takes a good and godly man to love a strong woman. Young men, start praying now. (laughs) Give me a strong woman, but give me like like strategies to love this woman. Lean not on your understanding. You'll never understand us. Just like, just put it out there. Colossians 3 verse 19. Husbands, love your wives with an affectionate, sympathetic, selfless love that always seeks the best for them. And do not be embittered or resentful towards them. So, for the women today, it's almost been a how-to guide, just like pulling apart just one tiny facet of that whole um, that whole epilogue in Proverbs thirty-one. For the men today, it's been a small insight into how God created the women part. For all of us, as human beings and as God's children, it's a gentle reminder that we should never be idle with the things in our life, with the things that God has provided for us, that he's given to us, our kids, people that come into our lives. And when we have right relationship with him and lean into him, you can't lean on something that's not stable. You won't find it in the world. You won't find it on any social media platform. You won't find it perhaps even in your job. Lean into him. He is the one thing that is stable in this world. And when we do that, we become wiser. And then we can laugh at the things to come.
0: Thank you for joining Life City Church and we hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. If this ministry has made an impact on your life, we'd love to hear from you. Please drop us a line and share your story at thanks at livecitychurch.com or email us your prayer needs at prayer at livecitychurch.com We'd love to connect with you and hear more about your story. If you love the ministry of Life City Church, you can make a financial gift to help us spread the good news of Jesus by going to livecitychurch.com and clicking the giving tab. We hope today's message has spoken into your life and look forward to your next visit.